You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 79. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak, who I had to take out the the the, the strike through because finally he's back. And the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Guys, we're back together again probably once every three months, it seems like. <laughs> it's accurate, unfortunately. That is accurate in this world. <laughs> but it is nice to be back. There. It is nice to have Sean back, indeed. I'm glad we are back together. The trio yeah, is the, reunited. That's debatable. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Sorry, the duo of Robo and I are oh, back. Oh, wow. Thank you to everyone joining us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search podcast PXN and you will find us on there as well as simultaneously on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN and Periscope now as well. The topic of the show this week is our thoughts about not that because I forgot to change that, the semiconductor shortage uh, that we are having right now in uh, the entire tech industry and how that's going to be affected uh, in terms of the brand new switch that is being rumored. Um, so that's very exciting. Just as and i'm reading the wrong line this is a disaster already guys but first the show always starts with the bxn news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in the first (laughs) i honestly i I should start over but we're not going to so we're just gonna do it uh the first item on the bxn news of the week is square enix presents roro we talked about this last week uh kind of what we were expecting to see um, I kind of put in the highlights here of, of kind of what we got there. Um, Just Cause for mobile and Hitman Sniper Assassins for mobile have been announced, guys. How excited are we for these games on mobile? Uh, Why Just Cause <laughs> of all franchises? <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the that's a franchise that broke the PlayStation 3, if I remember correctly. Uh, Just Cause 3 could not run it whatsoever. Or was it Just Cause 2? It was one of those where it broke in the system. Yeah, Just Cause was, 2 on three PS3. Yeah, It was super weird to see like uh, a cinematic trailer for the Just Cause mobile game and no gameplay at all. And they did they have shown gameplay like in the past, I think. But they just showed the, the cinematic trailer, which was weird for, for me. But yeah, not, not very excited for, uh, for either of them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd say that was probably the low point of the the presents. Um, obviously, I don't even know how Just Cause would translate to mobile. Like as far as controls, there's so much that goes into Just Cause, like with your grapple and your guns and your parachute and all of this stuff. Like I don't even know how that translates to mobile, but it does not sound like it would translate well. But anyway. Oh, sorry. As far as I was just gonna say, as far as mobile games go, it looks good. It's just not like up my alley, either of them. For sure. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Avengers has gotten a 2021 roadmap, uh, as well as Black Panther's reveal. Uh, Roro, I know you saw this and you were very excited about it, as was I. Uh, what were your initial impressions on what they showed for 2021 and Black Panther? Um, I thought it was good. Like, uh, uh, it's 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 bad to say a good start after being so long into the game right now, saying like, "Oh, this is a good start to making things good," but it is a good start uh, to getting Avengers back on track. Um, I think Black Panther is like will be for me at least the the nail in the coffin. If they nail it or or not, that'll be what probably gets me back in. I feel like that. Black Panther expansion is kind of like what the Taken King was for Destiny, or it can be what the Taken King was for Destiny if they do it right. And it could potentially get a lot of people back in. I know Sean is a huge Black Panther fan. I, I don't know if this would be something that would bring him to Avengers, possibly. The image itself, because they, they went comic book with him, which I was very happy to see him kind of go back to his roots. Like with, I, I know a lot of people don't, aren't a fan of like capes and stuff like that, but he has, it's like the cow that he had when they showed that off, because I did see a picture of it, and I was like, that was actually kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I'd want to play it on my PS5 uh, or Xbox uh, series, but 
I I don't know. I don't see this becoming a still a game that I'm going to. I, I know I was really into the demo, but seeing the support, uh, especially, I don't know. I guess you could say after the first six months was very lacking with it. It's um, man, remember you said you you had a good time with it, but after you were done, you were kind of done. That didn't give you destiny always keeps pulling you back. Avengers isn't at all doing that for you. So it's like, what is the reason for me to keep coming back to that? If I do end up getting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I, I don't know what that is. I'm hoping Wakanda would be. And I, and I said a while ago, really long time ago that spider-man would be like the second best thing but that's only for a certain group like Mm. it could bring me back but there's a huge group of people that won't even get to play (laughs) spider-man and that got delayed i'm pretty sure as well so it's it'll be interesting to see how wakanda does and they and like you guys said there's like a a roadmap as well uh none of anything on tickled by fancy i'm sure there's a lot of adventure avengers fans that are looking at this like oh my gosh this is great stuff. Thank you. But for me, that's been that has been out of it for so long. None of it like is like, oh, I I should get back into Avengers because of these things. Wakanda definitely, but none of the other things uh, kind of excited me at all. Uh, no one cares about Hawkeye. It, <laughs> wow, jeez, harsh words for Hawkeye. Uh, the, you will watch his show. Yeah. You're not going to go see his movie yeah. if there was a movie. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I, I pretty much eat up anything MCU at this point. They can do me no wrong. Uh, but I think it's interesting because when we were originally talking about this in terms of exclusivity with Spider-Man, Roro, uh, like I was the one like saying, I don't know if I'll get this game because of that, because it pissed me off. Well, guess what, guys? I bought the game. And because it was on sale, it was on sale for like $27 or something digitally. So I was like, all right, I'll just go ahead and pick this up because Black Panther looked awesome. And I was like, I can finally check this out. So uh, maybe uh, I'll get to that when Black Panther comes out or maybe it'll just sit in my backlog for about seven months and I'll never get to it like all my other games that I've bought and not played. Uh, Backlog, backlog. I'm calling it right now. (laughs) Yeah, it very well could. But uh, yeah. We'll see. Um, Moving on to Life is Strange. True Colors has been revealed. Uh, It's being made by the Into the Storm devs, Deck Nine Games. And uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and pass this on to our resident expert of Life is Strange, Roro. Yes, uh, I'm a huge fan of Life is Strange. I haven't played Into the Storm, but I played one and two. Uh, Into the Storm is one that I'm definitely want to check off my list before i get to true colors that comes out later because there's a returning character from into the storm uh i believe her name is steph and she was shown off in the life is strange true colors trailer so she's returning so that's really cool but everything from this trailer got me super excited the soundtrack uh alex chen as a character seems like a really interesting uh character um i love her powers i think her powers are uh are focused on empathy so she could feel the people's feelings around her and then it overcomes her like if someone's feeling really sad she could uh feel that emotion within her and kind of relate to the the issues that the person is having and these games are super super emotional in my opinion both games that i played the first one and the second one got me right in the heartstrings and that's what they're doing or always try to do with these games like try to break your heart really and I, as I said before with The Last of Us, I love a game that can make me cry. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I love games that make me shed a tear. And this seems to be like it's going to be one of them. And the graphics are like a huge upgrade. It's not gorgeous by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a huge upgrade from what they've been able to do um, with the past Life is Strange games with their motion capture and all that stuff. So I'm very excited uh, for when this game comes out. And they're doing a, a remaster of the original Life is Strange too, which is something yes. that nobody was expecting, but I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, the the game looks amazing. Like you're saying, the visuals are absolutely stunning compared to like, I feel like the first Life is Strange, that was the first one I tried. I don't think I tried Life is Strange too, but uh, it's definitely a big improvement over the original in that regard, so uh maybe for people that are like oh man it's not the best looking game well now this is so yeah. uh no excuses now uh sean are you gonna check this out uh probably not though i will say and Ro, you can correct me if i'm wrong but i'm pretty sure on the original ashley birch was the uh 
character VO for everything, and I've always enjoyed her voiceovers. Yes. Um, even before uh, Hey Ash or anything on YouTube, um, I, I just I discovered that after I found out she was Tiny Tina in Borderlands too. So I actually do really like her as a voice character. So sounds like something I would like, but at the same time, it's just not something I'm interested in at this point. Yeah, yeah. Ashley Birch was uh, was Chloe, and I think she's a couple of other characters too, actually in Life of Strange, like you said. But uh, yeah, she she's really great. I knew that was coming. Sean doesn't like walking simulators, as, as he calls them. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, previously uh, named Project Athea? Athea? Uh, Athea. Is, okay. Is now called Forspoken, and it's coming 2022 to PlayStation and PC. I believe they announced this at one of the PlayStation events, I want to say. Um this project, Athea from Square Enix, but uh, did you guys have a chance to check out the what they uh, revealed with Forspoken, or are you excited about it? I have not had a chance to check out anything. Okay. It looks, honestly, it looks stunning, and I know I keep saying this, but it looks <laughs> freaking stunning. Like, just, oh gosh. Uh, the uh, visual fidelity is absolutely stunning. I don't know if... I still don't know exactly what the game is. I know they kind of gave you a little bit of it um, in terms of like just seeing the environments and stuff like that. But Roro, is this something that you're going to be interested in? Definitely. From what I've seen so far, it definitely looks like something I would enjoy. Again, we don't exactly know what it is, but it definitely looks like open world adventure sort of game. They didn't show a lot of combat, but from the very little we saw, it seemed really fun and, and breathtaking, like you were saying. And there's like some parkour uh, traversal, kind of like Spider-Man. It reminded me of how the character was like jumping over the rocks and cliffs as she was just like moving through the world. So it seemed really seamless in that way. And I just love when uh, fantasy and modern day kind of mesh, like her wearing Converse and jeans with a freaking magic cape. I, I love that sort of style. So it's like Percy Jackson, if, if, if anything. So uh, definitely excited for it. It looks cool. And I loved her line. I think the internet loved her line. The, is that a mother, mother effing dragon? I almost swore. Oh, my God. Is that a mother effing dragon? Hey. And everybody lost it at that one. That was really cool. It'll be our first hey. cuss word on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sure. Right. We've never swore before. Uh, yeah. No, that, it's, that it's is made awesome. by the people that did the final, the final Fantasy 15 team. It is mm-hmm. that exact team that is making this. And. I mean, everyone knows, obviously, how long that game took to come out, but, I mean, there were so many praises across the industry for that game's combat. Um, now, obviously, it changed the landscape of Final Fantasies when it came to action, but that combat was really solid, so if it's anything similar to that, I mean, I, I think they could have a hit. I'm looking at the video now. It's got the... I didn't even realize the the main person is the actress from the new Charlie's Angels movie. Um, that came out, I think, like two years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, you guys are right. It looks gorgeous, and I have no idea what it is yet. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, moving on from Square Enix, guys, uh, Sony has revealed the brand new controllers for PlayStation VR 2, which I know Sean is just devastated by this news because he loves <laughs> using his move controllers that came out 15 years ago. My 12 pairs that everyone just gave to me to get rid of their move controllers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so these new controllers are going to adapt uh, a bunch of new features that the, the DualSense has, the PlayStation 5 controller, including uh, adaptive triggers and haptic feedback, uh, they say, to bolster immersion and add tension. Um, and they're also adding finger touch detection as well, which is very similar to what Valve does with uh, some of their controllers. And uh, I, honestly, it looks like it looks very interesting. It looks almost like a combination of the Oculus controller and the Vive controller, um, the, the the Valve controller. The is it Vive or I think it's Vive. Vive yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, it looks super goofy, but yeah, if it has all those features, it definitely sounds like it's a big imp- improvement. Um, Sean, are you excited to get your hands on a PSVR two? So the controllers, yes, let me know more about the system because, and I'm sure we'll talk about like on and on games I'm playing, but uh, since we, I last was on the podcast, I do now have an Oculus and 
I will say PlayStation VR has better exclusives uh, overall, but I'm sorry, you cannot get better than the immersion that Oculus creates for you, uh, especially with no wires um, on the Quest. So while controllers are much needed and about damn time, there's still much more that needs to be improved upon PSVR to become that pinnacle of home console VR because the Quest makes it so you don't need a PC. So, I mean, the controllers, though, do actually... I, I agreed with you. They, they actually looked really cool to me. Roro, did, did this look super interesting to you? I know you don't quite have a PS5 yet, but... Yeah, it it's uh, it definitely looks cool. I, I enjoyed learning... I enjoy learning more about uh, the PSVR 2, uh, and hopefully soon we'll get some news as to when we can expect it. Um, I love that we are getting haptic feedback integrated into VR, which is really cool because I know that that's a big feature with uh, the PS PlayStation 5, and a lot of people are, are loving that. So it's good that it's coming to VR to make that experience even more immersive than it is. But I agree with Sean that there's there's a lot of steps that the other guys have to make to become as immersive as Oculus and as, as accessible as Oculus is. Um, because I, I'm not not that they should make PSVR standalone, but like Oculus is the easiest way to get into it, and um, yeah, so they've got a. And I'm sure exclusives are a good reason to pick up PS a PSVR or whatever else. But yeah, I, I'm just glad that they're taking the the right steps, I guess, to to make it a better experience because uh, the Move controllers were. I, I just think this is better. This looks good. <laughs> this yeah. looks really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it was well needed after yeah. <laughs> 15 years of using or however many years using the move controllers. That's just ugh, two generations. That's long enough. And uh, there was a while ago they were announcing VR games. There was that day where they just announced like five or six. And there was one called Fract where you are like skiing down a hill and they they made the game for PS move controllers like it was specifically for that. So it's interesting to see that people are still like have that in their mind, like, oh, we have to make something at least let's make something interesting out of what we've got. So it, it's good to see that they'll have more options now than just move controllers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting as well, seeing like what are the developers gonna do? Are they gonna drop support of the original PSVR like right away and just move to this? Or like how's that gonna work? I don't I guess we won't quite know that until games start coming out for it, but that'll be interesting. I mean, I, I don't think, especially with the launch of the PlayStation Five, in order to play your PSVR on your PS five, you had to like submit to Sony, I think by June or something like that. Um like your essential VIN number, I guess you could say, for your PSVR unit to yep. get an adapter for free. Right. But it's like, I don't think they'd be really cutting into the install base if they just say, hey, look, we're done. We're just cutting all done. We're, we're done ties with all of it. Let's move on to the second iteration. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, and I think it also depends on how long it takes for PSVR 2 to come out. If it's still like not until fall 2022, then that would definitely make a lot more sense because we're further out from the launch. So um, moving on, guys, uh, Sony is reportedly closing the online stores for PlayStation 3, Vita, and PlayStation Portable. I thought this was interesting because uh, I know some people commented and said, like, uh, um, they're kind of going in the opposite direction that Microsoft is going in that regard for backwards compatibility, uh, per, not just backwards compatibility, but just availability purposes. Um, cause obviously all of the Xbox 360 games are still available, um, via backwards compatibility that you can purchase them. Um, not all of them you can play on Xbox one or series X, but, uh, this is an interesting one. I don't think, at the end of the day, I don't think this is a huge deal in terms of gamers, but I do think that there are concerns that I have in terms of like uh, keeping the history of games like over all the generations uh, and like keeping those intact. Um, it, I don't know. I guess it's kind of something we have to wait and see and see if, you know these video games that are older and stuck on these old stores can still with, with hold themselves to the test of time. 
uh, and still be available many years down the line to uh, have for historical purposes and not even just for playing. But uh, what what do you think about this, Rora? Um, it's it's understandable. Like the I believe. I don't know if it was the Wii. I doubt it was the Wii shop, but there was a Nintendo system storefront that shut down recently. It might have been the Wii, honestly. It was the Wii. Yeah, yeah. you're right on that. The, yeah, and, and it's it's always a bummer, but it's like, who's really still buying stuff over there? And PlayStation 3, I feel, is a, like, a little less uh, shocking than, than the, even the Wii, honestly. I feel like people have moved on to the PS4 and PS5, but I agree with what you're saying with it uh, being kind of it's hard to say goodbye to access to all these games. Like, it's going to be even harder for people to pick up these games because they're so expensive to get like hard hard copies of these games or you just can't find them out in the wild anymore because people don't sell them and they're not being sold anymore and it, it sucks that it's these ways that we're being used to preserve these games are slowly starting to go away because i'd love to get a ps3 again but to get games for it it's going to be a a, a harder hassle it's going to be a hassle to pick up especially the ones that i i want to play like haunting ground is a game that i wanted to play for a really long time and this life of something called Chip, Chippy or something, Chipley. It's like a weird Japanese game that I know I will not be able to get. And I know it's super expensive, but it was on the, the PS3 store. So if I got it, I'll be able to download it. So it, it does suck that these things are disappearing, but it, it makes sense. Like they don't need to support this anymore because not a lot of people are using it. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with my mentality. Like it's the PS3. Um, if honestly, if there's anything to be upset about, it would mo- probably be for Vita owners, not for Vita purists, because we all know that as far as handheld consoles go, even in comparison to the Switch, the Vita has the most attach rate to it. As far as when people buy a Vita, they buy a crap ton of games. If I care, if I remember right, the average Vita, this was years ago, maybe like in 2015, 2016, had 13 to 14 games on their system, which is a lot for a handheld for like most customers to have. So, I mean, that's the only one I'd be upset because that became a huge indie machine. And obviously we know the switch replaced all that stuff. So that was always a huge win for uh, Sony to have. So that, that part does suck, but I, I don't know. I, I, Daniel, I, I hear you. I recognize you as far as I, I, I think that you're right on when it comes to game preservation. Yes. I think a lot of these games are already on those other stores that you're probably missing out that you would want to preserve. Um, obviously licenses, but that's no one but outside companies like what was it? Platinum's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the re-release of Scott Pilgrim after 10 years of not having it type thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just up to certain companies. I, I don't think we'll miss out too much with game preservation in the end. And that was the word I was trying to think of while I was saying that whole sentence, and I couldn't think of the word. So thank you, Sean. <laughs> Game <laughs> preservation. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, this is kind it's of late a, on a Wednesday. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a similar story, so I kind of moved this one next. Uh, Sony has patented technology that could allow older emulated games to be retrofitted with trophies. I thought this was very cool because um, it's kind of something that we haven't seen yet, which I'm surprised actually because, like with with Microsoft, you have achievements on Xbox 360, so all the Xbox 360 backwards compatible games, the achievements still work on Xbox One and Series X when you play in a 360 game. But this does bring up a fascinating point: like, what if you had achievements on original Xbox? That would be super cool. Uh, if they did something like this. So it's cool that Sony is doing this for uh, presumably some older games that they're going to emulate on PS5 and add trophies to them to kind of modernize them, but still, like, I don't know, offer them in a game preservation-esque uh, way. Like, you know, you, you have the exact game just being emulated on the console, but you get the benefit of modern-day stuff like trophies. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Roro, what game would you like to see from PlayStation's history to add trophies to it? Jeez, I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I like the OG Ratchet and Clank, maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, that would be super cool. I I can't really pull from my like my brain like some classic games, but I, I do think that this is obviously good news for for that exact reason. Like, there's probably a bunch of games that I should be naming right now that I just don't have in my head right now because I haven't played them. Yeah. So them being able to come back with with those classics, me being able to enjoy them and get some trophies is obviously some uh, some uh, some encouragement to try them out because it'll raise my trophy score and just, you know, for the people who have played them, get rewarded for revisiting their classics. So I think this is uh, good news for sure. Yeah. Do you, either one of you guys, did you play PlayStation uh, 3 kind of towards like the launch window for like two years or so? So I remember obviously trophies weren't a thing at that point. They were being worked on. Xbox had already released their achievements at that point, but Metal Gear Solid 4 was uh, a big huge thing that was a game that came out in those that first year or two didn't have any trophies whatsoever and then like three years later they released trophies for it and i actually remember replaying that game because that was back when i used to play games on the hard mode just for fun not just to get those achievements or the trophies so i think that's really cool like i'm thinking of like old school ps game like pandemonium that was a launch game that was so hard for my friends and i or playing a lot of PS2 games like the Blood Rain games or even the Legacy of Cain, uh, Soul Reaver and that type of stuff. Like I just remember playing those on the hard difficulties to try to get everything I could. And as a kid, I'd love to see like what challenges other people were able to accomplish on those things that I never even thought of. Because we all know like even like what Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the one and two remaster had had trophies on it. Like imagine if they had different trophies of things that you never even thought that you could do in that game before. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Actually, that's that that is very interesting. I I looked up PlayStation classics because I think I know why <laughs> Parasite Eve was trending on Twitter the other day because it wasn't getting a remake. But maybe people were talking about this game to be brought up because it's a PlayStation One game, Play, uh, PlayStation Classic. So that's a good one. Uh, I'm seeing Vagrant Story is another one that I haven't played, but I've heard good things on. And of Vagrant course, Story is very good. Yeah, and of course, Spider Man on playstation oh, 1 the 2001 yes. i played that one so i that's one that i would like to come back with trophies that'll be fun which that one would probably be an issue with rights because oh, yeah. activision published it and sony or marvel yeah marvel has the uh license that they're licensing to insomniac oh, yeah. so yeah it might get a little <laughs> hairy uh but uh yeah i'm totally with you on that though um moving on to our last sony story uh sony has bought evo which is evolution championship series which this was i didn't expect this news at all this was kind of out of left field to be honest uh and evo is uh often uh well-regarded like fighting game championship uh series like it's usually got like games like mortal Kombat and injustice and smash brothers and all of that kind of stuff, like the fighting uh, tournament. And uh, so this was very interesting that Sony wanted to add this to their repertoire because I couldn't even think of any Sony games besides uh, PlayStation uh, All-Stars, I think is what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I could think of that's a PlayStation. Obviously, there's multi-platform games, but like a PlayStation game that would even uh, like take advantage uh, yeah. of this. Guilty Gear. It uh, is it is on PC now, but it used to be a Sony exclusive. Oh, okay. And yeah. that is a huge Evo uh, get. Well, that's always on there too. And the interesting thing is, is like Nintendo is usually like one of the big backers of this because of Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is such a big presence at this event that I think that Nintendo, even after this announcement, they were kind of like uh, caught off guard and they weren't really sure, like. I think the quote was like they weren't really sure what the status or the future would be at Evo or something like that. I, I can't remember exactly what they said, but I, I think it's very interesting um, that they're 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 acquiring Evo. Uh, did you guys have any thoughts on this? And well, Smash has only recently been back, maybe for the last like five ish or so years into Evo. It was it was gone from Evo for a long time. Hmm. I mean, this is probably. Um, my opinion, probably Sony's smartest business decision in a little bit. Um, I, I, we're going to talk about a story here in a little bit regarding Microsoft, but 
we all know due to the pandemic, streaming numbers are skyrocketing through the roofs, um, especially esports, given how for a while there you couldn't watch any sports. Uh, I remember there was a famous uh, Twitter account with it was just uh, people playing NBA games, like NBA players playing the schedule out as their team against each other. Like, I remember that being a thing and they got, it garnered a lot of views. So it's like, this is only going to keep getting bigger. And if Sony has an investment in this, that's just smart business in my opinion right now. Yeah, I I agree. This is only going to benefit Sony. I am so out of the fighting game uh, loop. I love watching competitive, uh, uh, competitions. I love watching smash tourneys. I love watching, uh, Tekken stuff. I, I love watching the, the, the pros go out, but I'm so bad at them that I don't even attempt doing that. <laughs> and I'm super out of the community, but I love watching them. So, uh, I will definitely watch whatever Sony has, uh, up their sleeve with this, uh, acquiring Evo. Um, but I really don't, this is way out of my wheelhouse. I don't know what this means. I don't know why this is good. I, I think it, it seems good, but yeah. I can put it to words why why it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that, Roro. I'm al- I'm always the person playing easy mode on Mortal Kombat stories so I can get through them because I'm terrible at, at fighting games as well. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the next story, Payday's Twitter account has announced that Payday 3 is coming in 2023 and is going to use the Unreal Engine. Um, this was kind of another weird story. Like, their Twitter account announced a game, and, like, they just did it in text. Like, hey, Payday 3 coming 2023. They kind of did it cryptically, but still, like... It's kind of a weird announcement. They didn't have like a trailer to go along with it or it wasn't at a big event. It was just like, yeah, we're working on Payday 3. It's in in the works. Here it comes. Uh, which I know a lot of people, Payday is kind of like a cult favorite, I guess you could call it. Uh, and I know there's like a, a following there. Um, I tried Payday 2 a, a long time ago when it came out and I was like, I really liked the idea of it, but the gameplay just never grabbed my attention. So I was like, eh. Um, does this interest either of you guys? I'm sure it doesn't, Sean. Uh, does it interest you? I enjoyed or... Payday 2 for the record. Oh, okay. I, I actually really did. I yeah, I, I only played like maybe, I don't know, 30 hours in totals, but I still invo- enjoyed it. So, and this has been long rumored forever that they were going to do this. I don't even think it was rumored. I think they confirmed it. They just never told you when <laughs> anything was ever going to come out. So, oh. I think it's interesting, especially with me playing a little bit more online games, that this would be something I would definitely probably get into. Mm, okay. So, yeah, stop your shit talking. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I guess I, yeah, I screwed that one up. It's all right. Mention Mass Effect and I'm out of the equation. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Um, But, yeah, I, I'm interested. I've heard, like you were saying, I've heard it's a cult classic among gamers. Like, there's a, a following, like you said. Um, I've never uh, been in that crowd, so I don't know too much about it, but I am interested. And like Sean, I've been playing a little bit more of the multiplayer games as of late. So, yeah, definitely welcome to see what this uh, looks like as we see more about it. I'm sure I'll become more interested, but it's it's always good that, like like, you're, like we were just talking about, that, that following is getting more payday. So that's obviously some good news for those uh, those fans out there. I guess that should teach me not to think for you guys because I almost said the same thing about you, Roro. And I'm like, no, he, he may like it and I won't say anything. But then it's like, ah. I, I think it's it like payday. It was like you didn't feel like you were ever getting gypped with, especially that developer in the community. I'd say that was actually a pretty healthy community hmm. for online stuff. Like everyone just knew it was like a kind of, yes, hey, you want to do this side and that side. But it's like it was really just screw around and see what you could do and try to get as much as you could out and everything and i don't know i just i never felt negatively affected by that game like you do in certain communities of games yeah like i mean it's everyone always says that league of legends is like one of the most toxic games to be involved in but it's like you never heard that about like payday yeah true uh moving on guys uh gotham knights has been delayed into 2022 uh so this is 
a story that I'm like, uh, okay, so this is going into 2022, which Suicide Squad was already announced for 2022. So are we getting, I feel like Suicide Squad's going to be similar. It's not going to be the same, obviously. It's, it's not the same type of game completely, but I feel like it's going to be similar to the point where it's going to kind of impact one another if Suicide Squad is still on track for 2022. Uh, Roro, do you think it's a mistake for them to have this next to this uh, Suicide Squad game, or do you think that that game's going to get pushed even further back? Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think they'll both be depending on when they release. I think they'll both be fine. I, I'm, isn't is Suicide Squad a live service game, or was it a, uh, uh like. <sighs> Arkham games, like there's a beginning and end. I think it's supposed to be a live service game. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Gotham. I can't even remember myself now that you say that. Like I, yeah. I didn't think they announced anything like that, but they also only gave us really a cinematic trailer, and that was right. it. Yeah. I think. And Gotham. It, I think Gotham Knights was just like a, a co-op game where you yeah. can play two-player co-op. Right. And the, yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. yeah so I. Th- I know they're both DC games, but I, I, I feel like they'll be... I think they'll both be okay as long as they don't release like Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Legend of Zelda like yeah, time span. Yeah. <laughs> I think they'll both be... I think they'll both be okay. I'm, I, obviously, this news isn't super surprising. Like Everything's getting delayed now. I, I, when I see a, a post on Twitter, I'm, I just have no emotions anymore. It's like, <laughs> okay, this is the, the newest one to be delayed. That's fine. But um, yeah, it's obviously a bummer. I'm excited for when this this comes out, but I don't know. I, I think they'll both be okay. They'll find their both their audiences, and I feel like there'll be overlap for sure. But if one of them is not a live service, I think they'll 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 find their audiences fine. Well, I'm like Gotham Knights is. I know we've seen gameplay, and it doesn't even look like it, but whatever. But it is a different game too. They 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 have said that it's going to be more action RPG ish, which. Mm. Obviously, I think makes us all a little timid on how that's going to truly work in the end. Um, I kind of see that it might might not affect it. I think no matter what, they're both going to affect each other in some way, um, like a possible like ba- Battleborn or Overwatch uh, scenario, or even probably closer uh, recently is Last of Us Part Two and um, oh Jesus, I like this game. Days Gone. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Days Gone, I think, is actually a very fine game. I, I don't think it's like great by any expectations. I also, I obviously don't even think Last of Us Two was great. I thought it was really good. I just don't think it's great because um, it didn't really like invent the wheel that I thought Last of Us did. But hmm. Days Gone was awesome, but not enough people gave it a chance because it was coming out so close. It was another zombie game. They heard all these issues, and when I played it, like maybe six months later, I didn't have any of those issues. So I, I feel like there could be a little overlap with the license itself. Um, I'm also personally thinking that they're banking on the fact that Suicide Squad is going to sell based on the name. And I think, I don't even know if we have a release. Do, we, do Is the Suicide Squad movie coming out, is it next year or this year? I mean, I, I guess believe, it's impossible to tell with the movies. I believe next year. Okay. So maybe that's... Maybe they'll stick with Suicide Squad no matter what uh, coming out next year just because of the movie. Because I think that was something that might have hurt Spider-Man a little bit in the end with sales is that it didn't release alongside a movie. Same thing with Avengers that came out last year is that it had no movie to release among. I lied. So they might do that. I lied. It's August 6th of this year. (laughs) Okay. Well, as of right now. Yeah. You know, they just changed Black Widow today. Yeah. Um, So I, I... it's 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 really tough to tell. I mean, Roro makes a good point. You have no idea what's going to get delayed and what's not going to get delayed. I mean, I think the only game, and Daniel, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going to say this. You might want to find some wood to knock. But I think the only game that is protected from no longer getting a delay is possibly Halo. Thank you. I, I just don't think I don't think they can afford another delay of that game. I don't think I they think will. I think it has to come out this year. I don't think they will have another delay. I, I I just don't foresee that even being a possibility. I mean, a year delay, that's plenty of time. Plus, they've 
already enlisted a ton of other developers to support them. So yeah, I don't see that happening either for sure. Um, I'm going to skip this next news story because we are running a little long and it was just going to be me complaining about Activision and Bobby Kotick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Activision sucks. That's the moral. We technically story. already talked about the other one, too. Yeah. Wait, wait which one? Oh, the we Nint- talked about this when it was coming up. The Nintendo one. Yeah. Yeah, when it was announced. I just think it's kind of crappy that N- Nintendo is actually following through with what they said. Yes, they told us this would happen, but like, I didn't even think that this would actually happen. I thought people would freak out and they'd be like, oh no, we're not going to do that. But yeah, there's a Mario game purge on March 31st that they're just going to pull a bunch of Mario games. I just, I don't understand why they're going to even do that. Like, what is the purpose for them to do that? I don't, I don't know. Do you guys think they're they're going to try to re-release? Yeah. They're they're pretending they're Disney. Like they were when we were kids. And putting it back in the vault to just release it like two years later for us. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, they there was uh, like the digital codes that you could find on Amazon. Apparently, are still going to work after the thirty first. So if you like come across a digital code at select retailers like Target or EB Games or Amazon, you find a three D World or not three D World, three uh, D All Stars code. It'll still work, but. Yeah, if you go to a store, I'm guessing they they won't have them anymore after they sell the ones that they do have. They just don't ship them or something. Yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. I don't I don't like it, but and the the Mario Battle Royale game is one of them that they're taking, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, wh- I don't understand that because like, at a certain point, you need the population there for a battle royale esque game. Like, you have to have people playing it in order to you know find matches. So if they're taking the game off the shelf, what is the person going to do if they own that game and they can't find a match because everyone's moved off of it? You know, because they they don't have new people coming into it. I don't. Yeah. The Mario 35 is honestly the biggest bummer in that whole thing. Yeah. Because that that's a game that they should it, like they never got rid of Tetris 99. Right. So right. why would you get rid of Mario 35? I mean, it was a really cool idea. I think all three of us from different platforming and gaming backgrounds all came to really like that game mm-hmm. for the experiences we had, even if we were all in the sense terrible <laughs> at it. It was just a fun game. Like it just that's the type when you're talking about game preservation, that's the stuff that I think that should piss off gamers as a whole where you are it, you're not getting shorted because it's outdated or something like that. You're getting shorted because that's the company policy. Yeah, true. True. Um, guys, Friday, March 26th, we are getting our first ID at Xbox Twitch Indie Showcase showing more than 100 indie games. My question is, can we get the freaking Cuphead DLC? God, yes. <laughs> I want it on my Switch, not on my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Sorry. just show it. Like, we haven't seen how many years? I think, Roro, you and I just talked about this like a couple weeks ago or a week or so ago. And it's like, where is it? And maybe it'll be here. Maybe it won't. I don't yeah, know. They're showing over a hundred indie games. You would hope at least one of them. <laughs> yeah. Or at least give us an update. I mean, I'll take an update. <laughs> yeah. Because we didn't hear anything of it last year, other than I think in the beginning of the year, them telling us that it was not coming out this year. Yeah. I don't know what's happening there. It's insane. Uh, our next Microsoft story, guys. Microsoft is rebranding Xbox Live to Xbox Network to distinguish between the underlying service and Xbox Live Gold memberships. Um which is very interesting because this is almost the exact opposite of what happened with the uh, PlayStation Game Studios. So Microsoft changed their studios from Microsoft Game Studios to Xbox Game Studios. And then not even like a few months later, PlayStation changed their internal studios to PlayStation Game Studios. I was like, all right, we're just the same. And now Microsoft's stealing network from PlayStation (laughs) Network and now it's Xbox Network. So it's like... All right, give and take for for everything now, but uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, Are you going to call it that, though? Let's be honest. I I mean, (laughs) I'll I'll still call it Xbox Live. It's just, it's it's so ingratiated into my culture of Xbox. Why would I call it something different? Yeah, and I understand why they're doing it because they want to differentiate between the two, but it, it is like you have so much brand recognition of Xbox Live already, and you're kind of throwing that at the wayside 
Uh, but there is one good piece of this is there is flighting happening right now that is testing uh, free multiplayer for the free-to-play games, as well as looking for groups and party chat no longer requiring Xbox Live Gold, which was what they had announced after their whole price fiasco with uh, Xbox Live Gold. So that's good that that's finally coming, and it's in testing right now, which means it'll probably come out with next month's uh, update for, for the platform. So that's good news. And I didn't know they were doing that for party chat too. So that's also good. Um, yeah. I mean, any, any thoughts on that guys? Any? <laughs> I think this is good. This is awesome. I just, I like Sean. It's going to take me a while to get Xbox live out of my head, Yeah. but, uh, the, them making the effort to make free to play games free to play is great and uh yeah group chats free as well thank goodness that's awesome yes um our final uh news of the week guys microsoft epic games and amazon have all had interest in acquiring discord with microsoft being the most recent looking for a 10 billion dollar deal with discord and uh, they're saying that also many people think that Discord could just go public instead, which means that they'll uh, they'll have themselves listed on the stock market and you can invest in them uh, privately or I guess publicly. I mean, um, which would be a very yeah, don't do it privately unless no. you want to get caught. <laughs> yeah, uh, which would be interesting as well. But ten billion dollars. We are obviously we are very well acquainted with Discord because that's what we're using every week for the podcast and. I love Discord. It's got fantastic audio quality. One thing that I would like from the Microsoft acquisition, if that were to happen, is it would improve the party experience, I feel like, on Xbox, which I feel like, to a certain extent, needs a little bit of work in terms of, like, delay, because sometimes I've noticed that where I'm communicating with friends on there, and there's, like, a slight delay because... (laughs) You're com- you're connecting to the the host of the party instead of like a dedicated server like Discord uses. So um, I definitely think there's some things they could use Discord for to implement into the Xbox ecosystem that would make it better. But I think the best possible outcome would be them to go public because obviously that keeps them as a a, a company that isn't going to change much. They're just going to make themselves available to the public. Um, I'm assuming, do you guys agree with that, that uh, going public would probably be the best avenue for them? It'd be the best, but money's money. $10 billion is <laughs> nothing to shy at. I mean, yeah. if Amazon puts a for real deal in, I mean, no one can compete with Amazon wanting something at this point. Um, so it, it, I think it'd be very hard for them to stay uh as a private company at this point as far as not just going public but not get bought if you get money thrown at you like that i don't know i it's tough for me as an argument i remember always getting into in high school with people like me listening to like punk rock or whatever like that but me also understanding like it made sense to sell out because you got paid like unless you've ever lived without money you have no idea what it's like to be broke so it's like you can't really tell anybody that they're a sellout when it's like, okay, but they can now afford stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, you can afford a lot with $10 billion, but still. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat where I, I would love them to go public. There's a lot of people that could could use a Discord help. Yeah. Um, but Nintendo, I'm looking, looking at yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much better that experience would be if, like, they could just upgrade just a little bit, not even a lot. That just just a little bit would go such a long way with Nintendo's online communication stuff. But um, yeah, any of these companies would obviously benefit with having Discord uh, behind them, and I'm sure Discord would benefit with having ten billion dollars. So yeah. <laughs> it, I, I totally agree that uh, them being bought up by one of these three is is very likely. I don't know which one it is. Like Sean was saying, Amazon is probably the wealthiest out of the three, but. Um, yeah, we shall see. The only thing that kind of gives me pause now that you say it, though, and like me thinking about it is, is this really the right? They should have done this at the beginning of this whole like 2020. Because like, imagine their stock price if they yeah. went public at that point. Like, yeah, God, I, I mean, just the missed opportunity. I would try to buy some shares of them if they went public. That's for sure. 
but just to clarify, Microsoft is actually a larger company than Amazon. They are actually Microsoft's, I believe, is one point seven trillion, and Amazon's one point five trillion. So. It is the only thing is Microsoft has a board of people. True. Obviously, there's so many people on there, and I know Bezos is stepping away yeah. from the company, but like basically, he could just come in and say, "Yo, do this." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> true. Uh, moving into the games we are playing slash what we are working on. I am still a terrible gamer. I've just been playing MCC at night, uh, before bed. Um, I've been working on my yard now because now the inside's done. So now I got to fix the backyard because it's a mess from the fence people, but that's a whole thing. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, Roro, what have you been doing? I have been playing destiny surprising everyone again yes (laughs) uh last week i wasn't so now you get to hear about my destiny bs again yes i'm back (laughs) um there's the new season obviously started a while ago but each week they add to the story a little bit more and this week they actually added the the new strike uh so that has been really cool obviously new strike but they also added new story to go along with that strike and there was an assassination attempt on zavala oh. the crow is aldrin Saab, obviously uh people know that for quite some quite some time but now zavala knows that so it was interesting to see uh that those two interact with each other aldrin Saab being the one who killed Cade, by the way but he's a new person now he, i just got so happy Indian. for you explaining all this yes, stuff i'm so happy too Dude, the, the <laughs> smile on you that whole freaking time <laughs> i love destiny so much and it's it's so good right now it's 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 the seasons usually start off strong but when you're at this point you're like Okay, it's really, it's not actually that good. I, I was on the high, but right now I'm still on that high. So I'm really happy that this season has been coming through for, for the Destiny fans, for sure. The activity is really good. The story is really good. So I'm enjoying myself for sure. Nice. And that's that's it. That's all I've been playing, Destiny. <laughs> John. Uh, so I'm still at almost probably a month since I turned on any console. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned, I did buy an Oculus Quest 2. Uh, really enjoying my time with it. Uh, I have a few games. Obviously, you're required to buy Beat Saber. Mm. I mean, it's just you have to, I guess. Um, I bought this like really awesome miniature golf game, uh, which Ooh. I'm not really like into golf games, but it feels so realistic. Like when you hit the ball, like how hard you hit it, all this stuff. Um, just really cool. I actually really like their storefront on the Oculus. Like it's really easy to find stuff. Uh, I remember talking to Daniel actually the first week I got it and letting me know like, hey, sign up for this account and all this stuff because they'll send you credits because they want to keep getting you back into that store, which so far it's worked uh, for me. Uh, I bought the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners game. Uh, It's gotten actually tremendous reviews. Uh, Now I see why. Incredibly realistic and very stressful so far. Um, You, It's like... It's definitely survival horror, but first person, and your weapons break. You have limited ammo. Uh, you do have to eat and run. It's like soulsy in the fact that you have to conserve stamina. So, like, if I throw an axe or hit somebody with an axe, uh, then that's going to take a lot of stamina off of me. So then I have to like go back and rest for it. If I have to run away from the zombies, I have to, and they run too, which we all know how we feel about running zombies. There's nothing worse in the world, <laughs> uh, but. It is actually a really cool experience, and so far, it's actually pretty long. I'm two hours into it, and I don't even know how far I'm in, but wow. it's a really good VR experience. It's a little on the pricey side if you don't find it on sale. It's $39.99, but a really cool experience that came out, um, I think it was last uh, December. Nice. I, I was actually debating uh, about getting that game because I love Walking Dead, and for a lo- the longest time, I was like, man, should I get it? I was like, nah. So you saying that may entice me to get it now. Uh, yeah, I would just I would just caution you to make sure that you have space. Yeah. Because yeah. like I mean the nice thing is is that I, I do have an area where I can play, but I did unfortunately play it in a little bit of a smaller area. Mm. And so you can move out of the way of the zombies and I was like without using the thumbstick and I was like oh crap, and then I hit something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not realizing that, like, because instinctively, I'm just like, oh, something's coming at me, let me move out of the way, yeah. don't let me move my joystick, yeah. so. But yeah, I, I couldn't recommend it to you enough, Daniel. Sweet. Alright. Awesome. 
Uh, moving into the topic of the show, guys, uh, the semiconductor shortage is a real problem right now uh, with all of technology. So uh, semiconductors are used in uh, chips and everything that are uh, in consoles and, and computers and smartphones and all of that. Um, and it's very interesting because we're getting a lot of new news on a brand new Nintendo Switch on the horizon. So I kind of had a couple of things here that I wanted to talk about with you guys. Um, there's some new Switch specs, which Roro, we talked about uh, some of these uh, two weeks ago, or I, I keep jumbling together my weeks. <laughs> I don't know which week it was, but uh, we talked about some of these, but we got some more information as well, which I, I thought was interesting. So they're saying from Bloomberg uh, that it's going to release later this year. It's going to be a 7-inch 720p OLED screen, which we already had heard that before. Um, but it, the interesting part is this part, uh, that it's going to be DLSS equipped uh, NVIDIA chip. So essentially what that means is DLSS is a technology that NVIDIA created that essentially it converts lower resolution um, content into 4K and it does it in a way that is like very good. Like it, it essentially, it looks way better than anything that you could uh, up res from 720 to 4K, for instance. Like they use it to save processor and save graphics power um, for for PCs that use the, uh, the new chips and uh, it allows them to get more frame rates out of it, higher frame rates out of it. So this is very fascinating that they're possibly using this technology for the new switch because it means you're going to get a lot better visuals and not really sacrificing anything in terms of frame rates, which is fantastic. Um, and you're also getting better CPU, more memory, and many analysts are tipping that it could be as much as a $399.99 price tag. Um, my question to you guys is, which of these improvements would you most be interested in? And also, does the three ninety nine ninety nine price tag scare you away at all? Would it would it lean you towards not getting it, or or would you be okay with that? I I I'm okay. Well, for me, the three ninety nine price tag is five hundred dollars in Canada, so oh, it is yes. uh, a bit more expensive. <laughs> So it does uh, make me a bit wary, uh, but an upgrade for the Switch, which is the console of choice for me that I play a lot, is definitely welcome. So I'm sure I will be on the market for one when it does come. And the the DS, DLSS uh, chip that you're talking about, the NVIDIA chip, sounds awesome. Like it being able to bring up that the, the lower quality to a better quality in docked, I'm pretty sure is the only way uh, that that will be able to come. Uh, is awesome. Even though I play my Switch very much handheld, it would be awesome to see those uh, improvements for sure. Because when I I still when I dock my Switch every so often on my, my little monitor, I put in my 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 Animal Crossing, and I'm like, holy crap! There's there's a lot. It's really beautiful, and there's a lot more space that I remember. Like because I'm always on the on the handheld mode, so it's awesome to see that there'll be improvements for the dock mode as well, and even the 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 screen being a bit bigger. Um, is awesome. I know the the resolution hasn't been upgraded, but it's going to be nice to have a lot more room when you're in handheld mode, and the less bezels is something that I believe they talked about as well. So the screen, there's more screen to look at. So I think that's awesome. But um, the thing that interests me the most, honestly, is a bigger screen out of out of everything because of what I just said. Like I play handheld the most, so having more to see when I'm looking down is is fantastic. Yeah, I remember the 3DS to the 3D XL. Like, I couldn't believe that I played on that small of screen for the 3DS, yeah. uh, comparison-wise. Because even that screen on the XL feels super small, but it's it's a it's a big screen TV comparison-wise. Um, so I'm actually on the exact same mentality that uh, Rower has is the screen. Memory's good. I'm actually really okay with the SD cards. They're not that expensive. Um, it, it really doesn't feel like it's that much added to me, especially after, you know, I had to buy an SD card specifically for the Vita that could only do Vita SD. I went through that life. So I, I'm okay that 
you can use any SD card for a Nintendo because they like to, you know, be nice to us. Um, the visuals, I'm not, I don't know. I've never really said like any Nintendo game could like stand from better graphic quality. Like, I mean, we all agree that Breath of the Wild came out in 2017 is still one of the most gorgeous games available that you can get. Mm. So it's, it's tough to say that, but I don't know when you talk about just having a bigger screen and still having the, cause the, the battery life has been for the most part fixed. You can get about like now, like four hours, which I think is manageable. I think that's a good amount to get from a, a handheld uh, system like that. So just having a larger screen would be much, much cooler. And I am definitely on board to buy this if this is something that comes into fruition. Uh, but I'll believe it when I see it. Switch Pro, Switch Pro has been talked about now, I think, since 2018, more or less the year after that it came out. Uh, so everything has been a rumor. Everything's come from all these news sites. So until Nintendo tells me it's coming, and I know it is, but I, I'll hold my breath for it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Hopefully it at least comes before the PlayStation 5 Pro or Xbox Series X Pro, because <laughs> if it takes that long, then it's too late with Nintendo. Come on. Come on. I mean, how long do you think it is, though, until we get those iterations? I would say we're still probably, with how these consoles are going right now, I mean, we when Xbox One and PlayStation 4 launched, it was month after month after month hearing how many units, what sales goal they broke. I mean... I know Xbox started to be quiet really fast, but they still were breaking sales goals inside their own company. So it's like we're not hearing that because they can't manufacture them fast enough. So I think that's going to put a delay on the pro models, if you will, on these. And it may. uh, But remember, we got the PlayStation 4 Pro just three years after the PlayStation 4. And the the One X was four years after because it came out a year after that. So... It's not it's not really too far away if they're still on that schedule. But obviously, like you said, shortages and such could impact that or, you know, other other factors as well. Um, But I I do think like with the new switch entering the market, how do we think? Obviously, we're not experts in this field, but like how do we think that's going to affect this semiconductor shortage that that is already impeding the PS5, Series X and graphics cards out there, among other things as well, laptops and all of that? Uh, Do we think that the Switch Pro is going to be even feasible to get it when it's announced and and revealed? Like it's going to in my eyes, I feel like it's going to be the same situation that we're stuck with with the PS5 and Series X right now, where you literally you can't get it right now. Even if you want it, you you have to get on the the website as soon as they come out and and click and click and click and try to get them. And like, if you don't get it, then you're, you're, you're stuck. You can't go to the store and just get it. Um, so are you guys thinking the switch pro is going to be kind of in that same boat because of that? Yeah. I mean, the simple answer is yeah. I mean, I think right now that unless you have a good group of friends and, (laughs) fast fingers and things saved on profiles. We all know how risky that can be in today's digital age. Hmm. I mean, you feel lucky to get things first off when the, even the Oculus quest, it's been out for a while. When I saw that as an IGN deal, I jumped on that very quickly. I checked 10 minutes later and it was already (laughs) out of stock. That's been out for a while. So it's like, I don't know when it comes to um, this type of stuff, you feel very lucky if you do get it. And it's going to continue to be impossible until further down the line. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's so many more people that are in this market now because of the pandemic and staying at home. There's just so many more people on the edge of their seat and not to mention the scalpers as well and the bots also not helping a lot. And yeah, it's just even last year, 2020, the regular switch was was hard to find, not because of this reason, but I can only imagine when a new switch comes out it's going to be pretty similar, probably worse uh, to to get your hands on. So I, I imagine whenever this is announced, um, especially with st- stores still, at least where I am, um, not closed, but a limited amount of people are allowed in the stock that they're getting isn't that great. So I'm assuming if they do get switches at these EB games and Walmarts, it's not going to be a lot. 
and whatever's online is going to be snagged up really fast. So I do expect what is happening to the PS5 and Xbox to, to happen to the Switch because people love the Switch and they love gaming right about now. And yeah, it's probably going to be the same. Yeah, I mean, I would still say even with the PS5 and Xbox Series uh, X and S out, I would still say the number one console to get still is the Nintendo Switch at this point. Um, it, it's no secret that those games don't have the exclusives yet, and I don't, I don't blame either company for that. I mean, it's just, it's how this whole thing f- came to be. Um, I mean, the the biggest exclusive is Miles Morales, but again, that's not an exclusive. You can play that on your PS4. Right. Uh, so it's. Nintendo is kind of where it's at for it. So even even if it becomes available, say, I don't know, sometime this fall, I still think it's you can find Switch lights now. I actually was in a Meyer yesterday and I saw Switch lights, all three colors, actually, to be honest. And but you can't find actual switches. Right. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how that continues, especially with it still being the best console to get. I I went into an EV games earlier today and I saw the Mario edition of the switch and I, oh, I had to fight myself <laughs> not to get it it's, it's a like, tough it's thing right to say there. no to it's right there <laughs> oh, man. yeah and sean sean went and bought one i had to i had to if there's a zelda switch i'm going to get that too i just want to be clear on that i'm being very transparent at this <laughs> it might be a switch pro zelda I don't know. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Cool. A green switch. I'd love that. That would be <laughs> awesome. Uh, we might have to fight over one. I mean, all three of us fight to the death over. Yeah, there's only one made. Yeah. <laughs> well, Daniel, I think Roro and I take this cake since you've only ever played two Zeldas. <laughs> three. Three. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. They're all 3D Zeldas. Yeah. And I've enjoyed m- almost all of them. Uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, anything else, guys, before we close <laughs> out the show? No. All right. Uh, nope. Now, Roro, I believe Roro will be hosting next week because Daniel will not be on the podcast for the first time ever. Um, I have a important retirement dinner to go to with my mother, so that will be exciting. So, Roro, I believe he's going to try to get somebody else on the podcast next week. It's a it's a secret, so you got to come back next week to find I, out. I don't know who it is. It's a, it's a secret. <laughs> Daniel will not be there, Roro. I will do my damnedest to make sure that I can be on. And Sean will attempt to be there. We'll see if he makes it. I'm not betting on Sean, people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but now that I know that you're not on it, I mean, I, that's, oh, a, it's a, that's, that's a good win-win. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right, so thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Periscope, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. Thank you, Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces.